Welcome to the Overgivers Anonymous podcast. My name is Angela Mondor, also known as the Geeky Girl. In this podcast, we're going to be talking about some amazing things to help you get over overgiving. Hi, and welcome to this episode. I'm excited to share somebody with you that I've known for a long time. Her name is Mira Rudder, and she works with ambitious women who started their online service-based businesses because they dreamed of a better lifestyle doing work that they love, but somewhere along their entrepreneurial journey, they've lost track of what they wanted in the first place. She's passionate about helping them discover who they truly are and connect with them what's important to them. So Mira coaches her clients to strategically manage their time and energy Don't we all need that? Develop an empowering mindset and build high performance habits. Through her five pillar female centric VIP alignment method, she enables them to lead a life they love, create success on their terms and take their business to the next level. As a motivational speaker, Mira is on a mission to inspire more women to lead a life on their own terms with more ease and flow. And she's spoken on a variety of virtual and physical stages, including Google Campus in London, Barclays Bank, WeWork, Bright Talk, and has been interviewed on the Entrepreneurial Way podcast and Coach on Fire radio show. And now here she is with us on the Overgivers Anonymous podcast. I am excited because this is so in line with what the listeners need, I think. So I'm excited for you to be here. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me, Angela. I know that you and I have known each other for a decent amount of time, several years, in fact. Um, Do you want to just tell people a little bit about where you live and maybe give them an insight onto how we got to know each other? I live in London in the UK. I spend more than half of my life here now originally from Bulgaria and we met I think over four yeah over four years ago uh, through another mastermind um, and we've known each other ever since. Isn't it wild like the the I've said to my husband and this is kind of for those of you who don't like morbidity it's fine I, I live in a flux of it it's hilarious but I said to my husband I'm like okay so when I die and you have my funeral, you're going to have to make sure it's available on Zoom because so many of my friends live in other countries. (laughs) And it's all because of this entrepreneurial journey. It's so exciting. Yeah. And especially because it's online. So it breaks borders and it's fantastic that we've been able to meet. Otherwise, maybe we would have met, maybe we wouldn't have met. I don't know. know. It's so beautiful though, that, you know, all the, all these beautiful relationships I've made with so many women like yourself from all over the world. And um, I'm grateful to say that, you know, we've met and had some fantastic conversations and I can't wait to share some of your insights. And part of what, you know, I know that not every listener is a woman that listens to, to our Overgivers Anonymous podcast but a lot of women listen and yes there are some men who kind of fall into that overgivers inspector of of you know the world but a lot of them are women a lot of women fall into this overgivers space um and i was having a conversation with my girlfriend actually yesterday it's amazing how prevalent the misogyny is in our society and how much women are we try to fit in with that but really that's not where our energy lives, lives, right? Like, and so um, 
I know that you work with, you know, a natural energy cycle and, and uh, specifically with women and that sort of thing. So what's your take on, on the way that women have been trying to force themselves into this male entrepreneurial space? It hasn't been healthy. And that's part of my own journey because back in the days when the two of us first met, if you recall, I was going under the hat of a productivity coach. And one of the reasons why there were times when I didn't fully fit was A, I had this um, perception that I had to be on the ball 100%. And there were certain moments when I did not fit into the traditional masculine understanding of being productive. And that did not serve me. It does not serve uh, women or people with periods or people who tend to associate a little, bit, a little bit more with the feminine side of energy. And there's so many different ways that women or people with periods could use um, an untapped wisdom that doesn't fit into the masculine way of doing things. And I know that when, uh, so in the Rockstar Mastermind, it's primarily at the moment we have all women in there. Generally, it's generally it's just women who are, uh, you know, into that mastermind. And there is a flow. And I think that when we when we can realize, hey, at some points, it's better for us to go internal, and it's better for us to take the time to. I dare say sort, but to go through and feel and to go through that creative process in order to get us to the next level. And that is not, we don't initially see it as productive. Like we think, oh my God, I'm wasting time because I'm not getting those check marks done off my to-do list. But in fact, those things, when we do take that, like you said, that power, that time to really um, connect to those other pieces to ourselves, it allows us to be able to actually catapult ourselves to that next level. Absolutely. Because we are not always in a productive mode and nor are men, nobody ever is. If you look to nature, you have spring and summer and autumn and winter. It's not harvest time 24 seven, unless you have GMO food, which obviously is not very healthy for us. So <laughs> if you kind of look back to how nature is, they're different cycles. Yes, yes. Um, and that's what's healthy for everyone to embrace more of. And I've never been a fan of the hustle mindset. As much as I love Gary Vee and I love some of his ideas and the thoughts, when I think hustle mindset, he's the first person that comes to mind. He's all about... Don't get, don't bother sleeping, just work as hard as you can. And I think that there's a place for that. But I also think that, what, no. well, there's a place for it because sometimes, sometimes you have no choice, right? There's, there's sometimes in life when, I don't know, a parent dies, somebody's sick. There's, there's a bunch of things going on in your life. It's never a healthy time, but there is a time when you have to, you literally have to push through to survive. And I get that. But once you once you see the light at the, at the end of that tunnel, it's time to now heal and to find ways to find the balance. And balance is something crazy because I don't believe balance is everything's equal. So like there's some days when I'll spend more time working and less time with family and other times when I'll spend more time with family and less time working. And the balance is simply my mindset. It's about understanding that 
I'm choosing to spend time right now sitting and reading my book and that's going to be good for me. And I'm not going to worry that that to-do list isn't getting done because right now what I need is this solitude, right? Yeah. And that's balancing. Right. But most people think of balance as I have to spend this much time here. So therefore I have to spend this much time here or I have, right. Like they, they just, they think of it more like a scale, like, you know, like as if you were looking at it, like yeah. a legal scale. When a while back, a lady came to me and said, oh, Mira, I want to have um, 50-50 balance. I'm like, what does that mean? Is it like you work 12 hours and you don't work 12 hours? Or, you know, right. we, like, how do you put, or is it you sleep and then you divide the other time into 50-50? Like, which, what does that really mean? And was she able to describe what she wanted to you? Did she, did she understand uh, what she was looking for? We we didn't end up working together, but it was kind of I it, this bit really just stood out for me. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I want fifty fifty. What what does that really mean? And I think that's <laughs> what we expect. Like that seems to be what we think is going to happen. I don't know if it's because of the way that we've been trained to think of fractions, right? Um, or the way that we think of balance, like on a teeter totter, right? Where if you, you know, a balance on a teeter totter on that fulcrum means that both sides are equal. Um, but you think about a teeter totter in movement. I mean, I wouldn't want to sit on a teeter totter and not move. That's no fun. A teeter totter that actually goes up and down and up and down is way more fun, especially when you like push really, really hard. And then your partner have bumps and their bum hits on them really, really hard. Right. <laughs> Did you have teeter totters growing up? I don't know what that is. So I need to look okay. it up afterwards. Okay. So it's literally just like a board on a, on a, mm-hmm. on a fulcrum and the board goes like this. Mm-hmm. Yes. I, okay. I know people can't yeah. see me, but it, it literally, it goes from one side to the other. And so, I mean, it, you have this balance. If you have somebody who's, I was always a little child. And so I always had to find smaller people to play with because the bigger kids, of course, it was hard for them to, uh, for me to play with them because the fulcrum was so far off. Right. But the, the fun, the thing is when we were kids, I don't think there's very many teeter totters around these days, but because we hurt each other, <laughs> like you would, you would try to push off really, really hard so that when the other person yeah. fell, their butt would come flying off and smack down. So <laughs> <laughs> the joy of life, right. The, the, the ups and downs and the, the movement and the flow, like this is way more exciting than having this static 50, 50, in my opinion. But I don't think that's necessarily even possible. And what is it? Like, exactly how would you ever possibly be able to, to define or decide that? And at the end of the day, there's so many different variables and things that come up, you know, sometimes nice things come up and sometimes not so nice things come up. And it's kind of how, how do, do you cope and deal with that? And when I think that, you know, the more people try to make things fair, I mean, 50-50 sounds like a, a fair word, right? That it leads to their burnout. Mm. Well, there are quite a lot of different things that lead to burnout. One of them is being predominantly in masculine energy and there are different types of things. So balancing the masculine versus the feminine type of energies can help people. It's a form of balance. Is it 50-50? No, is it like... Every day I have to do 50% of my activities in masculine and then 50% in feminine. No, it's not. It's actually as you go through the cycle, there are certain 
parts of your cycle when you have naturally more energy. So you'll be more out there and spreading the word about what you do and so on, being more vocal. And then there'll be other times when potentially your energy is a little bit more lower and then you'll turn inwards, you'll be more in, intuitive around things. And so there are the good things around, of say, doing thinking and being intuitive or taking action and potentially kind of letting things, some of the things happen or giving and receiving. Like that's the type of kind of balance. It's not necessarily always everything has to be 50-50, but it's if you're always in a, in a giving mode, then you would end up feeling really exhausted. If you're always on doing mode, you, you end up exhausting exhausted and and that's kind of why you balance it with being right and being receptive and and I think it's interesting that people think that there's this sameness that happens and what what I think is most beautiful about us is it's not the same I don't have the same amount of or I, I don't have the same need for the the same amount of feminine versus masculine energy as you do right so my my flow my uh, need for the different types of energy will be different than everybody else's. Yeah. And also it's not men versus women. When I was holding my um, workshop, one lady said, oh, I didn't know men were giving. And I was like, no, it's, it's not men versus women. It's masculine versus feminine, which is different. And because there's some men that are actually more feminine. Yes than others right so um it's not it's not that and some people are naturally more masculine orientated than others I don't know like I'm traditionally quite analytical so being analytical is considered more of a masculine trait but they they both both sides have good aspects and yes you're probably more likely to be inclined on more on the feminine side or more on the masculine it's about dominate dominating operating more in your natural um where you naturally kind of lend yourself towards rather than kind of being all the way on the other side right the opposite of where you're at and i guess that that leads to the point when when you talk about how to use that natural energy cycle right yeah and so how do you use how do you help people to learn about or to understand their natural energy cycle so the different things, and that's kind of where I go into my masterclass more around that. But you have a starting point and you could start with, okay, let's start brainstorming. I want to achieve something. But I almost prefer to start with reflecting on what's going well, what isn't going so well, and picking up on those aspects and then deciding what do I want, how do I want things to be different going forward and using that to come up with ideas and brainstorming what you could do, etc. like building up a plan and then taking action and spreading the, the word about what you want to do and doing the things that you need to do around those. And then from there, you start kind of 
implementing and that that is part of the balance because it's not kind of oh go 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 and like people miss out parts of this cycle and from there you go back to now you start easing off you start reflecting again checking in like more intuitively what has gone well what hasn't what do I need to let go of what doesn't serve me all these things and and then the cycle goes and like what's the focus for the next thing right and that's a way of balancing masculine and feminine energy getting things done but you're not always kind of in in one mode you do this cycle and then you look at the things that don't serve you because a lot of the time people kind of don't necessarily pause and reflect right and see what what actually needs to change and they kind of keep on pushing and pushing and it's kind of why is why are things not happening well sometimes you need to understand what is not like what's holding you back from achieving what you really want to achieve well it's what's I've always believed and I don't know where I learned this from it wasn't I it was not given to me by my family and it was not given to me by my parents like wherever this came from the divine wherever you want to call it this is like a downloaded information but I believe that you look at your situation and can you can look at it and say I don't like this that and the next thing and you can allow it to drag you down or you can look at this and say I don't like this that and the next thing and like you said reflect on it and say how would I like to see it differently not I hate it and I can't stand it and it needs to go but how would I much rather see this and then to create an action plan and then actually take the actions because you know it's interesting even if you identify how you would rather see it which is different than saying I hate these things if you identify these are the things I would rather see in my existence, your subconscious will drink that. Your sub, if you say, I don't like that, your subconscious just goes, yeah, well, suck it up. I, I, that just seems to be what happens. Um, but if you say, this is how I would rather things go, it seems to be that your subconscious is able to actually drink that in and, and even make changes, even if you don't create action plans, which is the most incredible thing. I mean, making action plans just circumvents the the waiting time, right? It allows you to jump faster to where you're actually wanting to head. Um, but I love the way you said that. And I, lo- I love the flow in which it it works from, uh, you know, what you said. So I think that it's beautiful um, in, the, in the way that you've expressed it. And I think that, you know, when we talk about people not reflecting, this is the difference between that human being is where the selection comes in and human doing, which is constantly checking shit off your to-do list. Right. Um, and I, I have found, and I know that I teach this in the rockstar mastermind too, the irritation that comes from things not happening the way you want it to is almost always comes back to that being piece is not deciding. So even recently we had a long weekend and the Monday, my husband was getting ready for work. He was getting, going back to school. So he was getting all of his plans ready for the school and class and stuff. And I was caught the entire day do I work or do I take the day off? Cause it was uncertain. I didn't, I didn't choose. So the entire day I felt guilty working and I felt guilty taking time off. And so the entire day was a schmoz, right? But I know that if I had walked into that day and said, I am going to work for four hours and then I'm going to take four hours for myself, then I would have felt comfortable, whole and complete at the end of the day, rather than 
geez, I worked for four hours and I spent time with myself for four hours, but I still feel like I didn't accomplish what I wanted to do at the end of that day. Yeah. And being really split be, between it. And yeah, I, I see that quite a lot, especially with when people run their own businesses and various different conflicting things happen. And sometimes moms feel like, oh, I want to work on my business and I need to look after my little one. And yeah, that mom guilt can be really, really bad <laughs> Yes, from what I've seen. <laughs> it's, it's amazing to me that, you know, the clarity of difference, um, if you're looking for that kind of clarity, if you're looking for somebody to guide you, you know, we will have some links down below if you can get a hold of Mira. Um, and I can tell you that I love that fact, that human being, human doing. Um, and I know you talk about that, uh, the fact that, you know, to be reflective, to be in part of that being part, part of. And I don't, people, I don't think people give enough value to the being part. I think that they think that if I'm not doing, I'm wasting time. Hmm. But what they don't understand is when you are being, you are actually creating space for the doing. Yes. And one of the things why I became such a big advocate on getting in tune with your feminine cycle was um, over a year ago now, I remember sitting on the sofa with taking some notes and kind of, I looked like I was chilling out. I was like, oh, but and my, my husband was working you know, upstairs, I felt a little bit like a little bit of a discrepancy here, you know, there is me with journaling and kind of writing things on the sofa, meditating, listening to music, he's like working super hard upstairs. And, but that was my decision and kind of owned it and I enjoyed the day. And a few days later, or maybe a week or two later, I had to do something for my business where my marketing mentor had asked us to complete exercises. And I was sitting on the computer, I was kind of trying to write the stuff and some of it was coming, some of it wasn't. And I was like, hold on a second, I was writing some of this stuff when I was chilling out on the sofa. And I opened up my notebook um, and I just found everything there. So all I had to do was like retype it um, and formulate it in slightly better sentences, but everything was there. And I was like, oh, and I felt like I wasn't being particularly productive. Wow, I was much more productive at this moment then at that moment, like trying to squeeze stuff out yes. of my head and really overthinking it. That moment when I had produced this incredible insight about my client and so on and why, why I do what I want to do. Yeah, why I want to help who I want to help. Like all of that information was there. It did not feel like work. And yeah, it was far more productive. It came out much more easily than me sitting on the computer trying to squeeze this stuff out and feeling the exercise yes um and and that was a big game changer for me and that's why I'm so passionate about um introducing more women to this because it's all there it's just we we are taught that you know maybe things have to be hard or they need to be done in a particular way and that doesn't have to be that way and yeah I agree. the x is being productive when actually it could be counterproductive. It's amazing how 
when we can see those moments and, and like you said, you you had this moment of, oh, I'm doing this thing and I'm not very protective, but then you look back on it and you're like, oh my gosh, this was when I was most productive and yeah. the energy is different. It, it doesn't feel like work. So therefore you don't think you're working, but in actual fact, you're actually in tune with what's going on. Precisely. Yeah. And it makes my traditionally considered productive time far more productive because I could have been banging my head against that, the computer at that moment, trying to squeeze that stuff out and not really coming up with it. Yes. You know, then it would have been kind of a lose-lose situation type of thing. Totally. Oh my gosh. <laughs> or even if not necessarily lose-lose, much harder time in both cases. Well, and there's the, the, the forced energy, right? Like I have to finish this assignment, right? And it's like, I need to get this out. And whether you call it writer's block or whatever you want to call it, the force of that causes everything else to shut down anyway. Um, the fact that you had that opportunity to be in flow and just let it happen. Um, and knowing that, not only was it valuable for you emotionally and physically, like it felt good to do that work, but it was also valuable for you for that darn to-do list. <laughs> Precisely. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's awesome. Mm -hmm. I'm so glad you shared your insights with us because um, I really do believe that it's important for us to understand that natural cycle. And, you know, I'm going to be honest, even men have this cycle. We might have a quote unquote, 28 day cycle that, that naturally occurs within us simply because of our biology. But men actually have a cycle. My husband's is like three months. Like I can actually watch it happen. It's hilarious. Um, but, I, and of course, women's cycles are not 28 days. I'm honestly, I know that, right? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, there's that number we normally put to it because everybody's cycle is a little different. But I think it's interesting when we as human beings choose to step back from that hustle we choose to step back from that energy that doesn't serve us we're not living in a time that we used to right like when we were so i come from the prairies so it's easy for me to equate it this way we're farmers here in the prairies and so you have I mean, the sun rises and you have to go outside and you have to work and you have to work until you have no more sun because that's the only time you can work theoretically. And now, of course, the farmers have lights on their tractors and stuff like that. But olden day stuff, right? You only had the waking hours to work. And so you had to plant and plow and look after your fields and look after your cows and whatever else. And, um, you know, the only time that you could grow, we talk about cycling, um, the only time you could grow was when this, there wasn't uh, snow on the ground and da, 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 blah, blah, blah. So we've, we grew up with that as our base of operations, but we don't have that anymore. Um, in, in the world that we live in now, for a lot of us, especially us entrepreneurs, we literally could work at any hour of the day. There's, there's no reason why we have to work within that daylight hour time. If you're a night owl, work at night, right? There's there's so many different ways that we can function inside this world right now. And I think it's so important that we as a society start to change and start to see the value in what each individual has to offer and that each individual can then say, 
this is what I'm good at. And this is when I'm good at it and not be, I talk about boundaries a lot. Um, because I think it's important that, you know, once, once you understand, like, like the information you help people see, once they can see what their flow is, then they can create boundaries around that flow so that other people aren't in their way. Yesterday, somebody called me, uh, a potential client called me during my lunch hour. And I went, well, that's going to have to go to voicemail because I'm on lunch right now. Right. And those boundaries help you to be able to work within that flow. Yeah. And they help you to be the best you can be for your clients. Right. Yes. hundred percent true. Yeah. That's awesome. Thank you so much for being here. It's, it's lovely. And um, of course, in the show notes, you'll be able to get all of the links to um, connect with Mira through her website and her Facebook page. Um, what's the best way for them to get a hold of you? They can also connect with me on LinkedIn. I'm Mira Rutter. Okay. Should be the only one. Okay. So I'll make sure to get that uh, link from you and we'll put it into the show notes as well. Fantastic. Thank you very much for having me, Angela. Thank you for sharing your wisdom. It's awesome chatting with you. Thank you so much for listening to the Overgivers Anonymous podcast. Your support means the world to me. You can find show notes for this episode and other goodies at overgiversanonymous.ca. And if you enjoyed this episode or you enjoyed the podcast in general, why not join us in the Overgivers Anonymous Facebook group where you can connect with overgivers from all over the world. Head on over to geekygirl.ca slash group.